Hello and welcome back to the Running on MTU podcast. Today we have episode three. I am Dalton, uh, otherwise known as Rudy or Rudy Patootie. Unfortunately, our regular hosts, Joe and Trevor, are not going to be available for this week's podcast. That's why I'm filling in for them. They have some personal matters to attend to. So I've been sitting here thinking just about all day for the last couple days whether or not we were just going to skip a week or if I should try to do it. And I felt like I should just try to do it. Why, you know, like these guys put in, these guys put in their work. And if they have something going on, then I feel like I can step in. Um, the only downside to this is I am going to attempt to do this while I'm working. Um, so I work from home and with my job, I can talk and work at the same time pretty easily. Kind of, I think. Um, I mean, I do have to take phone calls, and I just work through it. The only problem is I don't know if you guys should be able to hear the clicking of my mouse and keyboard. The keyboard should be fine. My work keyboard is not one of those crazy gaming mechanical ones. Uh, but the mouse, however, is kind of loud, so I'm going to click it right now, and you guys... I don't know if you guys heard that or not. I'm clicking. I'm just going to keep clicking it over and over. So if you guys hear that, I really do apologize in the background. Right now, my puppy, Edgar, a.k.a. Edgy, is sound asleep right next to my feet. I took my lunch, and I just took him on the longest walk. He's just a little puppy. He's just he's like three three months, one week old, I think. I know he's just over three months old. So he's just a tired little puppy. And... um you know, if all goes according to plan, he should stay asleep through this, which would which would make me quite happy. But, you know, who knows what's going to happen. Um, so, like I said, I've been uh, kind of, over the last couple of days, deciding if I was going to do this, what am I going to talk about? And uh, I, <laughs> I don't really know exactly, I guess. I kind of just wanted to just talk about, like, my history and how... Kind of like talk about my history and then how that all led up, led up to running on empty. Um, Joe and I last week on the podcast kind of gave a story, kind of gave a little bit of that story on the Super Smash Bros podcast uh, because we talked about Farside in there, and Farside had a had a pretty big role in running on empty actually. But I'm gonna try my best just to start from the beginning, not tell any boring stuff, but just kind of. Kind of talk about my life and how we got to this point. So, growing up, I am an older brother. I have two younger brothers, and my parents were together. They got divorced when I was 16. So, basically, from my whole childhood, they were together, which is very rare, especially in today's, you know, world. My, uh, one of my brothers is two years younger than me, so he was 14, and then my other brother is six years younger than me so he was 10 so the youngest brother who was 10 i'm gonna i can say his first name brendan he uh i mean he he was the only one who like had to grow up you know for the most part uh with divorced parents but so we moved a ton growing up all the time every year we pretty much switched schools sometimes we would switch to two schools in one year and i think one time we even switched to three schools in one year and i don't know exactly what the reason was behind that i mean i was just a little kid and i never asked and still to this day my only 
idea is just that we were bad with money. Like my parents were pro like my dad was bad with money. Whenever he wanted something, he just bought it. Just went into debt for it and just one of those classic like the credit card company got you. You know, they're like, you can have this now. Ooh, I don't know if you guys heard that ding. But you guys can have this, um you guys can have this card now, and you can just pay it off whenever you can. And of course that's not ever exactly how that works. <laughs> um so we were constantly moving all the time, like all the time. And since we moved all the time, I got really, really good at just going into schools and just introducing myself and just joining a group of people right away. And I also like got really used to just being able to leave like a group of friends without really, I don't know, without it really affecting me. You know, that's kind of like, I guess it's like, kind of dark you know saying that out loud but that's just how i grew up like when i move it's just like to me it's just whatever like just another time moving so but because of that i played a lot of video games because no matter what if i move or not i can play video games and uh so i started out playing a lot of single player games that were my dad's he had uh the the one I can remember the earliest was uh, Game Boy. Well, that that one wasn't my dad. Game Boy Advance, playing Pokemon games. And then uh, console was my dad's PlayStation 1. And he had, I think, let me Google this real quick. Let's see here. Before I say the name of it. Uh, no, I don't think it. I could have swore the game was literally just called Black. Oh, wait, maybe it is. Oh, I think this is it right here. Black 2006. Black is a first-person shooter game developed by Criterion Games and published by Electronic Arts or EA. Oh, this is for PlayStation 2 and Xbox. So maybe the PlayStation 1 games. I don't remember what PlayStation 1 games I played. I know we definitely had a PlayStation 1. For sure, we had the silver or the gray one. Um... But the I'm definitely like the first like game I remember playing like and played a lot was Black and I probably shouldn't be playing it because like I just mentioned this was a first person shooter game and um, is what it is though. But I do remember with PlayStation Twos, ooh, we went through like we probably went through six PlayStation Twos because PlayStation Two was it was like a big thick like console huge console but the disc would slide out of a tray like a dvd player it wouldn't just like like how today your disc just kind of goes into the system and then it pops the disc out and it was a tray and between me and my two younger brothers we got discs jammed in there so often so regularly and those things broke all the time and i can only imagine I can only imagine what that cost my parents, but it seemed that every time we broke, I think like so these dings that I'm hearing, I think I should be able to cut them, cut them out so you guys don't hear them. If you do hear them, I'm sorry, that's just part of my work. I have to type in numbers, and if it doesn't pop up, then the computer dings. So I apologize for that. But yeah, so we broke those. Broke them all the time because of that. Like, just reckless kids just trying to play games. And like I said, played a lot of games because we were always moving. And then, so Call of Duty 
if you guys watch my YouTube channel at all, I mostly, or my stream, uh, which I'll plug at the end of the thing, but I'll also just say now, it's uh, YouTube and Twitch slash Rudy Patootie. So YouTube.com slash Rudy Patootie, Twitch.tv slash Rudy Patootie. Um, but Call of Duty is like my game. And how that all started was my uncle, he is, I have two uncles. One of them is just 11 months older than me. So he was just like, you know, he was a kid with us. Like he just played with us. And every time I would go to his house, or every time, you know, we would go to their house, his house, he had the Xbox 360 and he had Halo. And Halo, oh man, which Halo was it? Which Halo was it? I'm going to be honest. I don't remember which Halo was. It might have just been the original Halo. I know, I'm pretty sure he had them all. But I don't remember which one was the first one we played. But I remember we played Halo. And we had a ton of fun. And we would do, uh, I remember at one point, like, so we had to play split screen because they didn't have internet. I didn't really have internet growing up. Um, so we played split screen. And I remember all the time, like, what are you going to do when you're a little kid? Of course, you look at the other person screen like screen peek whatever you want to call it and we would constantly do that and we were just constantly convincing each other that we weren't and like what are we gonna, we're little kids we're not smart enough to prove that to each other even though it's obvious that you're like the reason why you've killed me 40 times in a row i've killed you 40 times in a row is because we're looking at each other's screen <laughs> but i remember like just always being so excited to play some halo and one day uh my uncle came over and he brought over i'm trying to remember which call of duty it was but it was called i want to say it was modern warfare 2 and i'm pretty confident in that answer but when i was not sure what halo it was now i'm kind of thinking was it maybe call of duty 4 modern warfare but i'm like i'm pretty confident it was modern warfare 2 and he brought that over and he said like let's play this game and i hated it so much because you died so fast in that game. And Halo, if you haven't played Halo for any reason, maybe you're just not a gamer, because this isn't necessarily a gaming podcast. This is just a whatever Joe and Trevor want to talk about podcast. And that's kind of like it. That's how I like it. But in Call of Duty, you die fast. Unlike Halo, where you have a, a big health shield, and then you have big health. Unless like you do ha- headshots, but we were like little kids. You know, We were just... Like, basically chewing on our controllers. <laughs> but, <laughs> so, I hated it. And I would, like, practically just beg. Like, can we please go back to Halo? I want to get my sword and just run around and kill people with the sword. Because that was the only way you could kill people quickly. Or with the rocket launcher. Or the sniper, if you were good. And, <laughs> I remember, like, just hating it. And I would eventually, like, convince them to go back to halo but my uncle and my other younger brothers were like dead set on call of duty and like so then like they left and like one day i didn't play it again since that but i don't know i think it was for christmas i'm not sure what it was but i remember getting I remember asking for a PlayStation 3 and Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. And, but the last like memory that I can think of was me not liking it. But then I like really wanted it for some reason. I'm not really sure why. 
Oh, I no, actually, I do remember why. I do know why I wanted it so bad. It's because we moved to Tennessee, and the like I said, I was like really good at just joining groups of people and just kind of making myself part of them. And they were all talking about playing PlayStation Three Modern Warfare Two, and I was like, I really want that. And so I got it, and that is when like the super addiction started. And now I am. It was definitely Modern Warfare Two, and that's when the super addiction started. Because Modern or Call, PlayStation Three, you did not have to have like a monthly membership like you did on Xbox Live, and so I could just play and play and play all day every day. My like my dad would come home and he would feel the top of our system, like the PlayStation Two or the PlayStation Three, and if it was hot then he would know that we were playing all day and we'd get in loads of trouble. So even though my dad totally started this addiction, he hated it. Like, they, my parents both hated that I played video games at all. The best part about the PlayStation 3, though, is I don't know what it was, but he every time he felt the top of the PlayStation 3, it never felt hot. It always feel, like, slightly warm, but it never, like, felt hot. So he, always, he would just think, like, oh, maybe he did play... But it was only for a little bit. So I didn't really get in as much trouble with that. And I played so much Modern Warfare 2. Towards the end of Modern Warfare 2, I finally, for the first time, got my kill-death ratio, my overall kill-death ratio to be 1. And that's all I wanted. I was like, oh, finally. Like, I have the same amount of kills as I do deaths, like, in this whole game. And then Black Ops 1 came out. And my dad, like, just randomly one day brought it home for me oh yeah and by, by the way when i got when i had my own playstation like i said like we we did have internet then at the time that might even be my first memory of even having like an internet connection um so then we my dad like randomly one day came home with black ops one i didn't even know it was a game that was like out like it was a thing but it was he brought it home <laughs> and i like did not like it at all at first i actually hated it a lot and I went back to Modern Warfare 2. And that is when I discovered that when a new Call of Duty comes out, which to this day I still don't like that. So I don't like that Call of Duty comes out with a new game every year. Because I loved Modern Warfare 2. I did not like Black Ops 1. But since Black Ops 1 was the new game, whether you liked it or not, that's where everyone was at. So your game, like the old game, it might still be played... For a couple more months, pretty much until Christmas comes around and all the Christmas noobs get their game. But it was not like you just couldn't play the game anymore. And so I eventually just like had to play Black Ops 1, which was fine. Like I, ended, I eventually like liked it, but still to this day, I think it's my least favorite Call of Duty. It's just, uh, I don't know, it's just a different game. And then I remember uh, we moved again, and this time we did not have internet. Actually, at this, this next place we lived we didn't have internet or tv so i played a lot of black ops one zombies so at that point is when i was like really thankful to have black ops so i got like really into zombies and that's also like when i would play the campaigns of the game because i did play like the mono for two campaign i beat it on every single difficulty and then the black ops one campaign i just beat it once but then i went to zombies and then for the other than that, all we did was watch the same movies over and over. And we watched pretty much all the Adam Sandler movies. And I still love like Adam Sandler. I know that a lot of his movies, like his recent movies, haven't been as good. 
But I know that Uncut Gems just got, like, announced or whatever, just had a trailer. I'm kind of excited for that. It looks like a good Adam Sandler movie again. But I remember just watching every Adam Sandler movie and knowing every word that every one of the movies. Like, Big Daddy, Mr. Deeds, Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison. Um, and then Waterboy. Did I already say Happy Gilmore? The Goth? Hmm, that might be... Let me Google. Let me just Google some Adam Sandler movies. Oh, 51st Dates was one? Here, Adam Sandler movies. Look at this, guys. This is a real professional podcast. Alright, so Grown Ups. Yeah, but Grown Ups wasn't out at the time yet, I don't think. Or if it was, we didn't have it. 51st Dates, Billy Madison. Oh, Don't Mess With The Zohan. My mom hated that we watched that. The Longest Yard. Dude, The Longest Yard is still a good movie. Click. And then, so those were the movies that we watched over and over. I've I've obviously seen, like, all of his other ones, too. But these are the ones I just watched over and over and over again. Dude, don't mess with the Zohan. <laughs> what a weird movie. It was one of those movies... Ah, oh, dude, I'm not surprised that my mom didn't like me watching it, but I still totally watched it, like, all the time. <laughs> and uh, totally lost track of where we were at. Okay, so we were talking about... Watch. Oh, yeah, so we were in the place where there's no internet, no TV, and then one day, I think that my dad ha had some kind of, like, a hotspot or something he could use. I think he had it for work, maybe. But I remember this hotspot was so bad that if I wanted to watch a YouTube video, I had to let it load for hours. And I know that because I seen... I don't think I was even like actually watching YouTube regularly at this time. Maybe I was. I don't I don't know. I don't think I was yet. I think I was just playing games. And I remember seeing a trailer for Modern Warfare 3. And like I just remember just being filled with an incredible amount of joy. Because I loved Modern Warfare 2. I didn't really like Black Ops 1 that much. And Modern Warfare 3 was coming out. Another game in the Modern Warfare series. I was so, so excited to play that game. And it came out. We ended up moving again. This time, thankfully, we moved to a place that had a internet connection. And that game... Like, so I told you, Modern Warfare 2 is when the addiction started. Modern Warfare 3 was when the addiction of just, like, playing Call of Duty see like cemented itself in like there at that point i knew there was no after that game there's no way i was ever gonna stop modern warfare 3 started the they had the call of duty elite which was basically like on the call of duty website you could create so there's clans in call of duty and there's like now like you know now in the esports world there's like teams and orgs and all that stuff but back then it was just and i'm sure there still is now but everyone like talked in game chats and there were clans where you were just like basically it was a group of friends and then you just come up with a name like a funny or not and then you were you called yourself a clan and i remember i started the clan it was called well actually we were just like a group of friends we were like a clan but we didn't have a name but then when call of duty elite came out you could actually like make a clan on the website and you could invite your friends to it, like, on the website. So you guys were officially in a clan. 
And every week, there were challenges to level up your clan. And if you level up your clan, then you could put, like, your own custom, like, call sign in the game. Where you could have a gold clan tag with your clan name. And I was... Let's see here. What year did Modern Warfare 3 come out? Let's see how old I was then. Modern Warfare 3 release date. That was November 8th, 2011. 2011 was eight years ago. So I was 14. I'm 22 now. So I was 14 years old, and I was the leader of this clan. 14-year-old kid. And we got to, like, almost the very top. Like, we were playing so much. I was so beyond addicted to that game. I didn't even sleep. I would, like, go to bed and wait till my parents fell asleep. And then I would get up and start playing the game again. I got to the point to where I was constantly just getting grounded just for playing games too much. Not that I would do anything wrong. Like, you know, like, bad. But since I was playing games so much that my mom would just ground me for it for days or weeks at a time. And I remember... <laughs> I actually admitted this to her now. But I remember... I got grounded and I would give her the wrong game. I would give her... So if I got grounded, I would give her Black Ops instead of Modern Warfare 3. And I would give her one of my two controllers and I would hide the other controller <laughs> and I would hide Modern Warfare 3 and when they went to bed I would just get up and play. <laughs> and I told... My mom knows this now. And it was so funny like the day I told her just the face she made. Dude, that was great, and so we did, in that game, and like I was just saying, so the reason why I was telling you my age was, so I was 14 years old, and I was, like, pretty good at the game because I just played it all the time, like a little kid, got a lot of 100-plus kill games, dropped a lot of Moabs, which are the nuke of Modern Warfare 3, and for some reason, I joined a lobby with these guys, like, with this, it was one or two guys, I don't remember, and they were like, hey, man, like, do you want some hacks? And, like, like a dumb little kid, I was like, yes, I do want hacks. Like, I want to cheat to get better at this game, which was so dumb. Like, why would I want to cheat on a game that I loved? Like, the only time you should cheat is on a game that you suck at and you don't even like, and you want to get good at it by cheating. But for some reason, I said yes. So... They they tricked me because obviously they can't cheat. I'm a little 14-year-old kid who believed that they could cheat. And they're like, yeah, all you have to do is give us your username and your password so we can log into your PlayStation. And when you come back, the cheats will be there. So they're like, all you got to do is give us your username and password, turn off your PlayStation, and that was it. And so I did it like an idiot, dude, like an idiot. So, I remember coming back, I don't know if it was later that day, or the next day. But, I couldn't log into my account. Like, I couldn't get in. And, I didn't, like, realize what was going on. And then, finally, I was kind of catching on what was going on. And so, I just made another PlayStation account, because that's what you do. And, I remember, like, calling my friend. And, he was like, yeah, like, we're playing with this dude that's on your account. Because I, it's like, so since I was like the leader of this clan, I think you could have like 50 people in a clan. So at all times, there was, oh, like you, you would run in teams of six for Call of Duty. At all times, we would always have a team of six. 
and I got on my like new account, added myself as a friend. He accepted it, and I like joined his lobby, and I'm just like a little kid, like begging, like please give me my account back, please give me my account back, and he wanted to do it. In this moment right here is where I realized I made the biggest mistake of my life, but I also this is big. Like as a fourteen year old realized that you don't just give up. You fix you fix your problems and there's always a way to do it. And what I mean by that is I figured out how to get my account back from this dude who just changed my password to everything. All I had to do after sitting there and contemplating it for like an hour is I just called PlayStation Network and I told them the situation. I was like someone well, obviously, I didn't admit that I gave my account away, but I said, like, someone hacked into my account, and they changed my password, and they said all I have to do was tell them the model number, or the serial number or whatever, of the original PlayStation 3 that the account was made on, which was my PlayStation. So I just flipped my PlayStation over, gave, read it off to him, and he let me change my password back. So I got my account back, which was a fully leveled out account. But I never got my Call of Duty Elite account back. Because what you do in Call of Duty Elite is you can transfer leadership over. And he's transferred it to his account and kicked me from my own clan. And I'm pretty sure that he like kicked all my other friends out of it too. I'm not, I don't remember that one exactly. But so at this point, all that I had worked for, which at the time that was my everything, making this clan, was completely gone. I didn't have it anymore. I totally lost it. And I tried, there was no way to get that back. And so what I did was, instead of trying to get that back, I tried to, ma I just made, um, I made another one. So the clan, oh, I don't, I don't think I even mentioned what the clan was. It was called Elite Reborn. And uh, with like threes and Elite, or threes and Reborn. <laughs> and uh, I think one in Elite, or maybe an exclamation point in Elite for the eye. And I made the Elite Reborn too. And I thought like that like that wasn't enough for me. So then instead what I did, instead of settling, instead of trying to fight this guy, because I tried calling, I tried doing whatever I could, instead of giving up, I went the next step above and I just went to the number one clan in Call of Duty Elite, which was called mm, I know there was one that was called Mob. And then I think they were second place though, and the first place team Oh, I don't remember. I think it was Fury, maybe? F-U-R-Y? I think. Ah, oh, man. I really can't remember what they were called. For PlayStation 3. But I remember, like, you could apply for the clan. Like, you could go on the website, you could apply. Or there was an app on the PlayStation, which is what I used. Because I didn't have a phone or a laptop. I was, like, you know, I was only 14. And back then, you didn't get a phone... <laughs> until you're old enough to get your own phone and i know back then i'm only 22 not that long ago but for me my parents didn't give me a phone some of my other friends had phones whatever i don't care we're just moving past that okay i don't want to hear back in my day we didn't get cell phones until we were 45 um so i got on there and i applied for the number one and number two clan and i eventually got into the number one like i my kill-to-th ratio was a three kill-to-th ratio. I was on every single day. I was max level. And I was like I said, I was dropping like 100 plus kill games. So to them, I was an easy like yes. 
because I was just leveling up their clan even more. And I was like totally okay with it because I got to go to school and tell everyone that I was in the number one clan. And like, I can't like just get you in. Like, you have to be good enough. And I like, I was good enough to get in. And that was like, for me, that was incredible. That was a good time. And so, let's see here. Model for 3, what came after Model for 3? Black Ops 2. Black Ops 2 came out. That's when I really started watching YouTube videos a ton. And I remember the first guy I was watching was Nateshot. He is now the owner of 100 Thieves. And I remember watching him. Oh, wait. I totally skipped past this. So on the Call of Duty Elite, there was a, a section that was like an esports section. Where, like, I don't remember how often... But there was always like some kind of a match going on between pro teams. And I remember watching the Optic Gaming pro team beat everyone by landslide. I think the second place team was Obey. And Optic like always just destroyed them. And that kind of started... Watching that is for one is what started getting me to watch uh, Optic. Which I'm a huge fan of. But also that is what started me like in the competitive. And then that's when I started watching Nadeshot. And Nadeshot on Black Ops 2, he got onto the Optic Gaming Pro Team. And then so since I was watching Nadeshot, I, you know, would eventually start getting recommended Scumpy, which was like Nadeshot's duo at the time, who was also on Optic Gaming. So Scumpy and Nadeshot were who I was watching. And they were, so their team in Black Ops 2 was Nadeshot, Scumpy, Merc, and big timer because there was only four players back then. Ms. Nature replaced Rambo Ray because Rambo Ray, I think he's a Canadian, and they're having troubles with his like him getting to tournaments. I think that's what it was. It was a long time ago. I don't entirely remember, but that's like what really fueled the fire for like trying to become a competitive Call of Duty player. And I played competitive then. Like at that point, I didn't even like playing public matches anymore. I just only wanted to play competitive because they had league play, and in league play. There were divisions. It was it went masters, platinum, gold, silver, bronze. I think, and I got to masters top five, and that was like a pretty big moment for me. And then that's when uh, I discovered game battles, which is a website where you actually fight like on a ladder. Like you make up a team. Like you don't just go into like the league play. You just join the game. And you would just get paired with random teammates. Where in game battles, you had to actually make a team, form it, create it, and then find games. And then invite the enemy team to a private match, and you'd play there. And I played, like, tons and tons of competitive, like, all the time. I really enjoyed it. I'm starting to draw a blank here. So this is me. <laughs> this is what I do. And I'm admitting it. I wasn't going to admit it, but I am. Whenever I don't remember where I'm going, I just continue, and I just stretch out my story. I'm trying to remember where I was going with this. I'm going to be honest. I don't remember. It's Black Ops 2. Got into YouTube. Got into competitive Call of Duty. Started watching Optic. That's when... So Mono Warfare 3 is when I started watching Optic. Mono Black Ops 2 really got into it. And from there, I've just been an Optic fan ever since. And then after Black Ops 2, I didn't like really do much in the competitive scene. I just played a lot of game battles. Like was trying to like learn the game. And then after Black Ops 2 was Call of Duty Ghost. Yes, okay, I remember where I'm going now. So Call of Duty Ghost was the next game. And that's the game where I almost 
had my first opportunity. Well, I had my first opportunity to go to a lane event. I remember I tried out for this team. Um, they were, I don't remember what they were. I don't even remember who was on the team. But I tried out for this team with a few other people tried out too. And I got selected to be on the team. And I remember playing a few like scrims, like playing matches. We were like doing really well. And this is also when I tried starting my first YouTube channel, which was called Dalton2988, which was also my first PlayStation name, Dalton2988. And um, through like through all that Mono for 3 stuff, I changed my name a few times. Like at one point, I changed my name to <coughs> XX Chronic Kills with a Z. XX. <laughs> That's a true story. That was my that was my one for three name, and then uh, after that, Black Ops Two was when I started my iterations of Rudy. So I had O Rudy, um, Sergeant Rudy, and then Rudicius, and now Rudy Patootie. So at the time, I think I was like, start yeah, Sergeant Rudy was that still my Xbox 360 name? Is Sergeant Rudy SGT space R U D E Y, and. I got on this team. We were going to go to our first event. And this was... Let me make sure. Let's see here. Call of Duty Ghost release date. Let me make sure I have... Before I mentioned, that was 2013. Six years ago. Yeah, 16. So I thought I was 16. I was correct. So this is when I was just turning 16. No, no. So I was already... Yeah, so I had just turned 16 because I turned 16 in June. And my mom, I was like so excited because when I was 16, I was like, I can get my own driver's license and I can go to events now, finally. So like, I actually took it really serious. But since my parents got divorced, they got divorced one or two days before my 16th birthday. And we were living in Tennessee at the time. And so we moved back to Illinois because that's where all of our family is. And I remember I was not able to get my driver's license because in Tennessee, you did not take, well, at least the school I went to, we did not take a driver's ed class. All you did was you went to the DMV and you got your permit. You, when you're 15, you drove, you kept a record of it. And when you're 16, you took your test and that was it. And in Illinois, when I turned 16 and went to, got my, went to get my driver's license, they said I was unable to. I had to take a driver's ed course. So I ended up not getting my driver's license until I was 17. But I still tried, I was like, I'm 16, my parents should trust me, so I still tried to like go to tournaments, like try to go pro in Call of Duty. And this team liked me, they were all ready to go, they, like, they bought the team pass for us. And then my mom was like, no, you're not going, I don't trust this. Because it, they were, my mom was like just in the middle of getting the divorce final. So she didn't trust it, and to this day, I don't bring this up to my mom. But I've brought it up to her before, and because I've showed her like what the crowds are like at Call of Duty tournaments and what the money's like, and she like just apologizes a ton because she's like, I didn't know that I was taking that away from you. But at the time, she didn't care, and I don't bring it up to her anymore. But that's whatever. That's neither here nor there. But that was my first time trying to go pro, and I was unable to because my mom. And uh, so after that, like. I still played competitively, but I didn't, hold on, I think I heard a knock at the door, that's why I'm, let me wait a couple seconds, was there a knock? I don't think it was, but I'm still hearing a sound. Guys, I know this is the most professional podcast you've ever listened to. 
I'm going to say it wasn't, because if it was, my dog would have got up and started barking, right? That's what dogs do. That's their job. And if it's something important, I don't like when people that show up at my door without calling first anyway. So, where were we? Call of Duty Ghost. Okay, so I still played, like, game battles with friends and stuff, but at that point, I was just, like, not really... I wasn't, like, really motivated to play for a team again. Um... Because it was towards the end of Call of Duty Ghost, like when I finally had that opportunity to go to a tournament. And then the next game was Advanced Warfare. Uh, of course, like moved again. Like I said, moved almost every year. I went to five high schools. And high school is a four year. Like you go to high school for four years. I went to five different high schools. So moved a ton, like I mentioned earlier. I think uh, in total, I went to 15 different schools overall between kindergarten through graduating. I think it was 15. I've counted it before. I don't remember the exact number now, but I'm pretty sure it's 15 is the number. And so Advanced Warfare came out, and that's the first game that had... I think it was Advanced Warfare was the next game, right? Because Black Ops 2, Ghost... Yeah, Advanced Warfare, because that's the first game that Sledgehammer made by themselves. And that game, I like. I played it, and I tried to play it competitively, but I really couldn't get into it. And also, I moved in with my grandparents, and my like my dad and I moved in with my grandparents at this time, and they had terrible internet. And this is also when I kind of like I didn't really really give up, but I kind of put everything on hold because I went out and got my first job. I was sixteen slash seventeen. Went out and got my first job at Kmart, which is actually where I met Joe, who you know your host Joe, aka Tengu. And that's where I uh, got my first job. I'd stop playing games as often because I would go to school. And as soon as school got out, I would so I'd get out of school at like 3. And then I remember asking Kmart, that's my first job, if I could start at 4.30 so I could go home, eat food, change, and go to work. And they said they could do that, but they would always schedule me for 4 o'clock instead of 4.30. So like the last class, it wasn't exactly at 3. It was like 3.15 is when the last class gets out. And then I'd have to, like, run out to my car, go get food somewhere, because going home was the other way. So I couldn't go home first, so I would just bring my clothes with me. I would go get fast food, which Taco Bell was my spot. That's where I started my crazy Taco Bell addiction. And I just went to work. I would get off work at 10 o'clock, so it was 4 to 10. It's only 6 hours, not that much, but for, you know, being in high school, that's a lot. And... I would do my hours, I would go home, I would get home at around 11 o'clock, and I would just go to bed. So the only way I was getting any homework done, which I was okay with this, the only time I was getting homework done is if I got it done like in school, in another class, or in a study hall. Because there was no way, especially in it, even if I had a day off, I was not going to come home and do more homework after I was just in school all day. Like, that's just not right. So, Advanced Warfare, didn't really get to play it a ton because of that. You know, I had a job. Next game after that is... Is Black Ops 3 next? Yeah, Black Ops 3 is next after that. And Black Ops 3, if I'm not mistaken, is when I graduated. Call of Duty Black Ops 3. Let's see here. Black Ops 3 came out November 6, 2015, yes. So Black Ops 3 was the first Call of Duty I was graduated because I graduated high school in 2015. And I moved back in at my mom's, and 
uh, Kmart closed down, so I was going around between jobs, and I eventually got a job at Menards, where I would work from 2 to 11, like almost every day. And I played a lot of Black Ops 3. I really enjoyed it. Um, I played like, I think they had they had a league play mode in Black Ops 3, right? I think I played the league play mode, but I never really, like I just played, I just played public matches on it. Like I played, because my little brother, Brennan, he, he got a PlayStation eventually and he would play, but I never really tried to play that competitively at that point. Like I had my job at Menards and that's also when uh, Joe and I started playing, or Joe you know, showed me to start playing Super Smash Bros, which is I'm not really going to get into that because that's what we went into last week. So a lot of my time, like if I was playing a game competitively, it was Smash Bros with Joe. And we did go to a few tournaments, but for Black Ops 3, I was just playing like public matches. And I was actually having fun. I played a little bit of the league play. I think I remember them having a league play. And uh, that was fun. But it was like, you know, it's just like Advanced Warfare. There's another jetpack game. Wasn't really into it. And this is when uh, Joe and I started far side tournaments for Smash Bros, which is like I said, is what we started in the last uh, last podcast is what we talked about. So from there, we let's see where, where are we at? We're at like about forty minutes into this. All right, good. This is this is like really good timing. So from Black Ops Three is when after that Inf- uh, Infinite Warfare came out, and at that point I was so done playing jetpack games like i couldn't stand it anymore i wanted to just play a regular call of duty like a boots on the ground call of duty and that's when they announced that infinite warfare was going to come with call of duty modern warfare like call of duty 4 modern warfare remastered which like i was saying at the beginning of the story is modern warfare 2 is my first call of duty so i had never played call of duty 4 at all and i had two friends at work at menards one of them was brandon and the other one was vince and Vince, if I recall, he played Call of Duty, but he had never, ever played a Call of Duty competitively. Brandon played a lot of competitive Call of Duty. And I used to play a lot of competitive Call of Duty, if I got my story, if I remember my story right. So we all started talking about it. And when it got released, we all kind of like disagreed that we were just going to play Modern Warfare Remastered competitively on UMG. Like a UMG ladder. And we played the 3v3. Because we can never find a fourth. We all three worked at Menards, like the 2 to 11 shift. So we would get off our 2 to 10, which then we'd always have to stay until about 11. So it was actually a 2 to 10 shift, but it always been 11. I'd get home at midnight. My mom, like I said, I still live with my mom at this time. And she would always wait for me. As soon as uh, I got home, she would go to bed. My little brother was already in bed, like, going, because, you know, he had school. And he, are, and we would play from midnight until 4 or 5 a.m. every single night, whether there was work or not. We just played all the time. And at first, Brandon still has... He has a screenshot of this that sometimes he'll text uh, to me or sometimes he'll tweet it. Not, hardly ever, but he still does it sometimes. He did it pretty recently. Where it's... Um, I don't remember the name of the map. Um, is it Overgrown map? But I remember like... Vince and I both got like one or zero kills. I don't remember, but he got like well over 15 kills and we still lost that game. We played Search and Destroy only. And I remember doing that. Like I remember being that bad at Modern Warfare because it was like a totally different paced game because 
the newer Call of Duties were, for one, jetpacks. This was a boots on the ground again. And they were, like, pretty well balanced. Where in this game, Modern Warfare, it was not really balanced. Like, there was the stopping power, uh, M16, and there was Juggernaut. And there wasn't, like, Dead Silence didn't actually work. Like, you could, like you still made sounds uh, when you were using Dead Silence. And no one really even used Dead Silence unless you crouch walked. And so everyone was constantly crouch walking. And so it was like, I went from an insanely fast-paced game, Black Ops 3, to Modern Warfare. And we played that game a ton. And uh, at this time, this is when uh, Joe and I stopped doing Farside. I stopped playing Smash Bros. Because I put all of my time into this because joe and i joe also worked at menards with me but he was on a totally different schedule he was on like an 8 a.m or some like a morning shift like an 8 a.m to something and i was on the night shift so while i was playing games he was sleeping so i stopped playing smash bros that's when Farside ended and we were just playing modern warfare and i remember at the end of the season one of our seasons for 3v3 we ended up going i think it was like 72 and 13 or no, this is a six in there. So was it seventy six and thirteen, or was it seventy three and sixteen? I don't remember, but it was like something totally like outrageous. Like we went from we like we literally literally did go from zero to hero, and that like that's a combined record of uh, our three man team and also mine and Brandon's two man team. Because sometimes Vince uh, would go like he he had uh, other friends from Menards that he would hang out with, and Brandon and I would just play two v twos. And, dude, I learned that game, like, the back of my hand. Like, I knew all the the nade spots. I knew the nade spots to avoid, the nade spots to throw. We even, like, in our eyes, we invented a nade spot. But, I mean, it might have been one that was already made. It was a smoke grenade spot. <laughs> and, uh, so we played that game, like, a ton like that. And this was, like, while we were working. But we just played it like just us two together, or us three together. We didn't try to do, like, go to tournament. Oh, obviously, there was no going to tournaments. I mean, it was a, sorry, I'm, uh, like I said, I'm working here too, so I got distracted. Let me just finish this. But uh, Infinite Warfare was the game, and that's actually uh, when OptiGaming, the year they uh, put in their legacy, like where they finally won champs, which was an incredible year. I just didn't like the game personally. That's okay, because I was happy that Optic finally won. You know, my team Optic Gaming, which was, let's see here, it was Karma, Crim6, Formal, and Skump, the Dynasty team, the Dynasty squad. Because the team before that, that was, I mean, I guess you could consider them a Dynasty, but they were almost a Dynasty, was Advanced Warfare Optic, which was Nade Shot instead of Karma. So it was Nade Shot, Crim6, Formal, Skump, Nade Shot retired, and Karma took a spot, and they were a deadly, deadly team which was incredible to watch. And all the while, we were having a ton of fun like playing on our own. And uh, so when Modern Warfare Remastered was over, let's see, the next game after that. Let's see here. Oh, yeah, World, uh, World War II. And that game is when uh, I switched jobs to the job I'm currently working, but as a different role. Switch jobs for this HVAC company. At the time, I was a dispatcher, and I took this job because it was a job where I finally had a set schedule. It was a Monday through Friday, eight to four thirty job, which was far different than anything I've ever. Like I worked at Kmart, I worked at Walmart, and I worked at Menards, where every week you would go into work and you would figure out what your schedule was. Like you had no idea what your schedule was until it was time to do it, and I didn't like that because I didn't like 
not knowing when I was supposed to work. So I took a job where I had a set schedule, which was incredible. But unfortunately, because of that, Brandon and Vince, they did not take this job with me. They stayed at Menards at the time. And so we stopped playing. So World War II was around, and uh, I played that public, like just public matches again with uh, my little brother Brennan, my best friend Thedge, and my uncle, I'm not going to say his name just in case he does not want it said. Uh, I can say his in-game name, Jerbear, because he's uh, he's on a lot of my YouTube videos as Jerbear. I can say that. Uh, Jerbear23, I'm not going to say the rest. 70, I said it, sorry. <laughs> it just felt weird not to say it, I don't know. And, and uh, did I send that email? I did, dude. I'm killing it over here. Just working and doing a podcast at the same time. Guys, you guys don't understand the quality you're getting here on the Running on Empty podcast. And so now, so this is where we're going to get into actually Running on Empty here. So World War II came and went. It was it was an all right game, not the best game. Didn't play competitive at all. Like they had the, the in-game like league play system, which I tried that, but it sucked. Because it took them forever to get it out, and then when it did finally come out, I think it was like I remember those being some kind of issue. I don't remember what it was. But I remember it sucked. Stopped playing that game. Just focused on work. And uh also this is I don't remember what let's see what year is Call of Duty World War II now? Call of Duty World War II. This game came out in November 3rd, 2017. So this is one month before I started dating my now wife because Taylor and I, my wife, started dating, like officially dating in December. We had talked like on and off, um, like talked as in like friends um, in high school. And then after high school, because this was two years after we graduated. So after high school, we kind of talked on and off, but we never like actually met with each other, like talked to each other. Um, like in person, it was just like me, like just text, like we had Snapchat, and we were texting, or Facebook or whatever Messenger. And this uh, December is when I finally like actually asked her out on a date, and because of that, I played World War Two, but not as much as you know I would have liked to, and that's whatever because it, like I said, she's my wife now. So then the next game after that was Black Ops 4, which is the game we are currently in. The day I'm recording this is October 1st, 2019. Mono War- the new Mono War is about to come out. Uh, this is going to be live on October 2nd, 2019. And I wanted to... So here's the deal. Like Right now, I can play games, but I don't like playing games when my wife is home because she is a nurse. She does the night shift, so we hardly get to see each other as is. So when I do get to see her, I don't like to come back here to my office and play games. So the only time I really play games is when she's gone. And so because of that, I still like want, I still wanted to be a part of the gaming scene and the competitive scene. So that's when I got the idea to start running on empty. And I didn't want to do it by myself. So I originally originally reached out to two of my friends that I had met playing Black Ops 2. We've known each other since Black Ops 2, and we were all doing this together, but ended up there was just, you know, we just didn't 
connect that well and so they both ended up leaving which is you know it sucked it was not a it was like a definitely an ugly leave um but that is just you know it is what it is it sucks i wish it didn't happen like that but now i reached out to joe and trevor and i the joe and trevor have been wanting to do a podcast since like the day i met them and i remember even like recording a pod like re- recording a podcast for them one time like i brought over all my equipment for like streaming stuff or youtube stuff to let them use it to record a podcast and they recorded like one and they never did it did it again and i was like i need like a partner in running on empty and i need some content to put out and i remember messaging joe and trevor and i was like do you guys want to do this podcast under running on empty because what that does is joe's my he's my other best friend joe and thedge my two best friends for sure and I just I just known Thedge longer. I've known him since I was in third grade. And even though I, we moved from each other, or I moved from him, he never really moved. Uh, we always just stayed uh, connected to each other. But so Joe is like he's like my partner in crime and running on MT. And him and Trevor, I know that they would do the podcast. I knew that they would do the podcast if they like i don't really like i'm not their boss but it's the only way i can describe it is if they have like a boss telling them that they have to do it you know like i'm the we're all friends we're all great friends there's no boss here but this is like something i started and it's something i asked them to be a part of this and because of that like they see like the seriousness that i that i'm trying to put into this and now joe is also putting in this with me and now trevor's putting it into us in the podcast form uh, Joseph's like helping me with more stuff uh, with uh, like trying to grow running on empty and it just turned out great like they both were definitely down to do it and so this is awesome so that's uh, that's how this all came to be running on empty is I don't like when no one's like really asked me about what it is yet like like what like because I have uh, shirts and hats that have the running on empty logo no one's asked me like what it is yeah, but if they do, I don't really know what I would tell them. I think I would tell them it's like an online entertainment, uh, which, you know, doesn't sound good. Sounds uh, sounds like it's one of those dark websites, but it's not what I mean. It's like we have gaming stuff. Like I do my YouTube channel and the Twitch channel. We have this podcast, which is literally about anything Joe and Trevor want it to be about. We have apparel, which... If you guys ever wanted to find the apparel and rock it, you totally could. Uh, it's at the it's at superiorembroidery.net slash ROE, which you'll find on our Twitter account. And then we also, our other, mine and Joe's other good friend, uh, we'll just call him by his game name, Lithium. He still like played, and he always had played Super Smash Bros. like competitively. But for him, it's just hard to, I, th- I think this is what it was. I think it was just hard for him to put the money aside to do these tournaments and so joe and i kind of we're doing like a test sponsorship with him where we give him just like a little bit of money every month it's just like it's a tiny bit but then when you even split it in half between us two it's like nothing you know and he gets to rock our name and for like you know for him he gets to say he's a sponsored player where we're like paying for his you know tournaments it's like ten dollars to get into a tournament you know and for us we now officially have our first like competitive player so it's kind of where running on empty is it's just uh we just started out and we already have this podcast which has been pretty much successful so far <coughs> excuse me pretty much successful so far uh i've been having a lot of fun with youtube 
And uh, I know that Joe and Trevor have something else in the works too that I don't want to spoil that I'm like really excited for you guys. But I know there wasn't, I mean, I guess there was like a, the topic was more about me in this podcast, but it all, it also ended up coming back around to running on empty. And like I said, I'm just trying to fill in I'm not as great of podcasters as those two guys are. They, uh, they actually have like conversations about like what they're doing and what they want to do. <laughs> but I'm going to go ahead and end it here. You guys can find this podcast. We are uh, officially on anchor.fm slash running on empty. And through Anchor, they have spent us out to Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. And then we also upload on the YouTube channel, the which we don't have an official URL to that because you have to have 100 subscribers to do that. So if you guys can spread the word on that, that would be incredible. And then you can also follow our Twitter at twitter.com slash R-O-E-org. That is twitter.com slash R-O-E-O-R-G. And you can find me on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter at Rudy Patootie, R-U-D-E-Y, P-A-T-U-D-E-Y. Kind of like Cutie Patootie, but it's Rudy Patootie. <laughs> and that's it. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, if you're still here, that would be uh, awesome. Tweet, tweet at me if you're still here, because if you are, I'm going to be pretty impressed if anyone stuck through to this long. <laughs>